This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany, and we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> at a, at Hello, all. Blanks. How you doing? <laughs> I made it here today. Yes, you did. A day it's, early recording. It is, it's a day early. This is odd when we have to do this it throws us off a little bit but mm-hmm. we're recording on a thursday because yeah. miss Brittany's going out of town yeah so you know what happens when she goes out of town <laughs> amanda gets to babysit <laughs> i have my little boo alice with me this weekend so if you hear any like super pathetic whines or barking it's our sidekick today yeah our little intern mm-hmm. unpaid uh, spoiled intern Mm -hmm. a little bit so it's episode 44 yep mommy dearest mommy dearest bum 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 yes mommy dearest (laughs) it's almost mother's day it is almost mother's day Mm -hmm. just a few more days i hope y'all got your gifts and stuff ready yeah at least something do do something for your mama Okay, uh, so it's also um, hump day. Hump day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me put my hump day drink down. Okay. Since Brittany did the bougie charcuterie board and everything last week, I was like, you know what? Mom's retired. My best friend's coming over. My kid is driving me nuts. You know what? I got some sangria in the fridge. I didn't really. I actually went to Walmart. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what Walmart has to offer. I even considered box wine, but I was like, yeah, I just, I can't. My heart couldn't do it. So. And my tummy and head, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I looked down and I saw the Capricio Sangria. Mm-hmm. I've had it before. It's pretty good. It's like $9 a bottle. Mm-hmm. 13%. It packs a little, a little kick. And then I found us these really cute mommy juice cups, because that's what I call it. This is mommy juice. Yeah. Or adult juice. And um, they change colors with temperature. They're so cute. They're huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like those little tumbler wine cups, um, stemless ones, but um, they're ginormous. And then I g- grabbed one of my kids' um, toddler plates that we still have for some reason. She's 10. <laughs> Through some blackberries and raspberries and string cheese. Mm-hmm. And some goldfish. Goldfish. Yeah. Too legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too quit. <laughs> right? It's perfect. It's like a little mommy lunchable. Yeah. I'm here for it. I mean, I, 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 mean, I mean, I'm enjoying like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, like, getting the seeds stuck in our teeth, but <sighs> it's a thing. It's fine, though. Yeah. So, before we get started, go to the socials. Facebook and yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that would That's a good idea. So, you can see the pictures and stuff. I mean, if you want to. Which, I don't know why you wouldn't want to. Yeah, just do it. All right. Well, Mommy Dearest. <laughs> so. Yes. People generally think of 
a mother figure as your caregiver and protector. Well, yes. Not this go round. <laughs> not these moms. Not these mamas. These, these are not um, cool moms. These are not cool moms. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They can't hang. Mine did do um, her own version of hump day treats, though. Who did? My case. Oh, she did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, let me fix you girls a little hump day treat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one that you wanted, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get there when we get there. Just give me a little teaser. <laughs> All right. Well, my mommy, <laughs> that I chose for my case, not my mommy, <laughs> is Diane Downs. Yeah. I'm sure a, a lot of you... Who are true crime enthusiasts have heard of her. Yeah. I was so excited. <sighs> Bitches cray. But <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I love her. Not, not. Look, just. <laughs> She's fascinating. You know what I She's mean. She's fascinating. <laughs> Late one night in May 1983, Diane Downs sped into an emergency room in Springfield, Oregon with a horrifying story. Her three small children, Christy, eight, Cheryl, seven, and Danny, three, were inside her blood-soaked car, shot at close range. Mm. So, before we really get into it, no. go look at the notes, and there's a picture that says Diane with kids. Just so you if can, this is... Just so you can see what the people look like that we're talking about. Okay, well, I was just making sure it wasn't like the crime scene photo. No, there's no crime scene photos. Oh, my God. My mother used to have that very same chair in her office. The wicker... She had two of them. <laughs> that high back wicker. Yep. So, oh my God. In the high back wicker chair is <laughs> Diane holding Danny. And then there's Christy standing there and Cheryl off to the side. Okay. They're cute. They're a little snaggle too. Yeah. She looks a little scary. She does look scary. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, the glare in her eye. <laughs> Every picture of her, she looks slightly okay, terrified. Okay, so that's just her. Great. That's just her face. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hospital employees quickly determined that Cheryl was already dead. Cheryl was a seven-year-old. Oh, my God. And that Christy and Danny were barely hanging on. Diane had also been shot in the left forearm, but her wound was not life-threatening. I didn't like it. When police arrived, Diane, 27, told them a bizarre story of being stopped by a bushy-haired stranger on a dark and deserted back road. What the hell are you doing? Okay. There's, nope. there's so much. Yep. Yep. Nope. Okay. We'll continue. Mm-hmm. Detective Doug Welch got the call for what would be his first homicide investigation. Ooh. He responded to the hospital and immediately interviewed Diane. I bet he was a little... He's untied. <laughs> Are you okay over there? <laughs> I bet he was a little eager beaver. It's his first homicide. Yeah. <laughs> he responded to the hospital and immediately interviewed Diane. According to Welch, this was her response. Quote, her initial statement was that she had taken the kids out to a friend's house and it grew dark and upon their return home, she decided to, to do some sightseeing and she took a deserted country road with three sleeping kids in her car and along this road off to the side out stepped a man who flagged her down. 
She stopped the car and asked him what he wanted. And his response was, I want your car. She replied, you've got to be kidding. At which time he pushed her aside and reached in and shot the sleeping kids. End quote. Ha. Uh. Uh. Okay. Nope. Nope. First off, okay, you got sleeping kids in the car. You want them to continue sleeping. I get that. Mm-hmm. Take the long way home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That part I understand. You have your But kids. you're not going sightseeing. Do not. Okay. That, no. I mean, that's a lie right off the bat. You're not going sightseeing. Yeah, you're not going 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 outside. yeah <laughs> thank you. I was trying to get the words out. And why the hell would you stop? You wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. No woman would stop for some random person, male or female. Especially a bushy-haired dude. Hell no. Mm-mm. At night with her kids in the car. But this, or alone, like baby. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Calm down. I can't. I'm on paragraph two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's. Uh, you better buckle up, honey. I know, Alice. We I just know. started. Diane said she then faked throwing her keys to divert the gunman's attention, pushed him out of the way, jumped back in her car, and raced to the hospital. She says it was during the struggle with a stranger that she was shot in the arm. Okay. I'm, I have so many things to say, but I'm going to point on some of them. So That whole paragraph is just bullshit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Afraid there could possibly be a killer on the loose, police released information to the public to be on the lookout. Suspicions of Diane herself quickly began to surface. There were a number of things which didn't make sense even that first night, Welch said. Sightseeing when it's pitch blackout. And why are the kids fatally or near fatally wounded and she, being right-handed, is shot in the left arm? Ooh. I mean, think about it. She's the biggest threat to him, not three sleeping children. Thank you, Mr. Welch, Detective Welch. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he put that together. Yes. Right away. I gotta take a sip. Yeah, I think, I think we should. Within a month or so of the shootings, while her two surviving children were still in the hospital, Diane began giving strange interviews to the media. Really? While police increasingly suspected her, Diane denied any involvement. Hmm. Okay, here's a quote from Diane. <laughs> Why would I have taken my kids to the hospital, she said in an interview. Wouldn't I have made sure they were dead and then cried crocodile tears? That's insane to think I would do such a thing and then bring the witnesses in against myself. That's crazy. End quote. So now we know the reasoning of why she brought them to the hospital. <laughs> she was like, they'll never suspect. I know. She just pointed it if, out. Don't. But I want to show you a picture from one of those crazy interviews. Okay. It says Diane Carr. All right. I'm going. That is her in the car no. that it happened in. <gasps> and she is laughing while she's demonstrating the whole ordeal oh, to the arms cameras. Sling. Baby. <laughs> Poor thing. But it makes me want to smack her face. What the hell is why, she smiling about? Why are you going? Because she's on TV. She's going to be a star. Oh, bitch. I know. It's ridiculous. Okay, get me from my left side. It's my good side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure you got the sling. Yeah. You, you can, can see the can sling? Can you see the sling? You can see it, right? Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. oh this bitch <laughs> when diane reached the hospital people recalled her coldly complaining that her children's blood had ruined her car 
Oh, Do- my God. I know. Dr. Stephen Wilhite, who operated on Christy, remembered her saying that, saying that among several alarming comments that night. Hmm. Quote, she says things to me like, boy, this has really spoiled my vacation. The surgeon recalled. The fuck? <laughs> and she also says, quote, that really ruined my new car. I got blood all over the back of it. End quote. Wait, she got blood all over the back of it? <clears throat> really? Mm. Mm. Say what? Say what now? Mm. What'd you say? Mm. Repeat that. Say it in my good ear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> Forensic examination casts further doubt on her story. There was no blood splatter on the interior or exterior of the driver's side, which would be expected after the struggle she described. Police believe she shot herself away from the car and disposed of the gun at another location before going to the hospital. Me too. Police found spent twenty two caliber bullet casings at the crime scene, but an extensive search of the area did not turn up the murder weapon. Diane denied having ever owned a twenty two caliber gun, but a former boyfriend and her ex-husband Steve Downs told police they recalled her having one. Lion ass bitch. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with the mention of that ex husband, let's go into a little backstory of Ooh, Diane. Yes. So, Diane was born in Phoenix, Arizona in 1955 and attended Moon Valley High School, which okay, sounds like something out that. of a sitcom. I want to go there. Go Moon Valley High Werewolves. <laughs> That's what I imagine. <laughs> That's what I imagine Moon Valley High would be as a werewolf. Absolutely. I have no idea what they are. I did not Google it. <laughs> there, she met and fell in love with her future husband, Steve. After graduation, Steve went to the Navy and Diane to Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College. That's so many words. That is a lot. That, okay. Diane was expelled from the college after (laughs) one year for her promiscuity. (laughs) She was a slut. (laughs) She was a hoe. She returned home to Arizona and reconnected with Steve. The couple married in November 1973 when Diane was only 18 years old. The marriage was rocky almost from the start, probably because she was a slut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she became pregnant quickly and had her first child, Christy, in October 1974. Was it his? <laughs> this one was. Okay. Oh! oh. <laughs> a second child, Cheryl, quickly followed in January 1976. Despite the arrival of two daughters, Diane and Steve's marriage was unstable, and Diane would often take the kids and leave, but would always return. The family moved to Mesa, Arizona, and Diane and Steve worked at the same company. It was there that Diane had an affair with a co-worker and became pregnant again. Damn, woman! In December 1979, she gave birth to her son, Danny. So, I have a picture of the, the whole family together. It says, Diane family. So, there's Diane and Steve, Cheryl and Christy, and little baby Danny. That was right after he was born. Yep. She's got the same look. I know. He looks happy, though. I know. Probably because he doesn't know the truth about his kid yet. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he's just going, like, he he took a lot of Xanax and <laughs> Prozac that day. It was the 70s. He was snorting coke. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. I have some depressing news. What? The mascot of Moon Valley High is the Rockets. Okay. I, I see I it. I mean, I see it, but... But it's not werewolves. Why would you not 
take advantage of that fantastic opportunity. Yeah. It should be the werewolves. I, I just, it, why would you not automatically the associate they, the moon with a, a werewolf? Are they the red rockets? <laughs> <laughs> Their colors are red, white, and blue. <laughs> Shut up. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for that quick side goo. You are so <laughs> welcome. I think it was worth it. Disappointing, but worth it. So Steve knew that Diane had had multiple affairs and that Danny was not his biological son. Okay. He and Diane divorced in 1980. So that was right after Danny was born. So that's the backstory. She was married. She slutted it up, got divorced. Danny doesn't belong. Uh, He's got a different daddy. She got more than one baby daddy. So, back to, back to our story here. (laughs) Christy Downs, the only witness to the crime, suffered a stroke that impaired her speech and prevented her from telling police what she had seen. Her brother Danny, who became paralyzed from the waist down, was believed to have been asleep. How convenient. Mm -hmm. Christy was slowly beginning to tell what she could remember of the shootings, though. Cool. She said she never saw a male stranger that night. Yes. A judge placed the two surviving children in protective custody. Good job. Diane also changed her story about the carjacker. At first, she said it was a stranger. In later accounts, she said the man had called her by name, suggesting he knew who she was. In later years, she made wild claims that a known convict had been hired by the local district attorney to quote-unquote teach her a lesson because she had uncovered a drug racket. Oh, a drug racket? I bet she was losing that media attention and was like, okay. Oh, wait, 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 guys. Um, okay, I'm so, ready to tell okay. y'all the whole story. Here's what really ha- ha- happened was. Mm-hmm. She had to get the focus back on her. I know that's what that was about. Well, yeah, after seeing her smiling in her car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. A break in the case finally came when the investigators discovered Diane's secret diaries. Oh, bum, bum, bum. They told of her obsession with a married man who didn't want children. Oh, and I didn't put it in here, but his last name was Knickerbocker. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. I think it was Robert. Robert Knickerbocker. Shut up. True story. Dude, there's a Barney song. <laughs> hey, Mr. Knickerbocker, bockety bock. I like the way that she boppity bop. <laughs> or some shit like that. It's instilled into my brain because of my, t- <clears throat> my kids. All of my kids. Yep. I started to make fun of you. And then there's a Barney song that is stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> like it's, it's never going to leave. Cause my little brother used to watch Barney like religiously. Mm-hmm. My mom taped some of the, ep- some of his favorite episodes. You remember oh, when yeah. that was a thing? Oh yeah. I had the tapes. Well, no, she like, she recorded taped, them. Yeah. His favorite episodes. Yeah. And one of them was where they build a car. And so uh, riding in the car, riding in the car. Oh, we shit. love riding in the car. Oh, no. oh my God. It's terrible. No. Oh geez. And fuck Barney. Mom brains. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Knickerbocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was having an affair with this married man. She was totes obsessed with him. Yeah, obviously. So here's another quote from Detective Welch. Quote, she saw the kids as a burden. 
They were in the way, and he wasn't going to join her as long as she had the kids. And so the quickest, simplest way was to eliminate the children. Oh, my God. End quote. Give them up for adoption. Because, okay, so I don't know why I didn't put this part in there. Okay. So when she was in Mesa, Arizona with her husband is Mm -hmm. when she started sleeping with Knickerbocker. Okay. And then she moved, when she got divorced, she moved to Oregon to be close to her parents. That's where she grew up. So she moved back to Oregon. Okay. And she wanted Knickerbocker to join her. And he was like, nah. I don't do the kid thing, boo. Nah. I'm not, like, not leaving my wife, you know. Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot he was married. Don't want kids. Not into the kid thing. And so, in her mind, really, he's just giving her excuses because he's like, well, yeah. You was just a fuck. If she gets rid Go away. of the excuses. Yeah. So she thought if she got rid of, you know, the kids, he would come to her. Mm-hmm. But he was just giving her excuse after excuse because he didn't want to be he with her. He didn't want to be with you, bitch. So he continuously tried to break things off with her, but she would become violent. And he finally told her that he would never leave his wife for her. Oh, shit. And so that's oh, when God. that's when the whole kid thing happened. Oh. Or when this whole whole case came about. So, police arrested Diane February 28th, 1984, nine months after the shootings. I have a mugshot of Diane. Hell yes. It says Diane mugshot. We love the mugshot. She's got, um, oh, a, okay. Don't look at her face because, oh my God. <laughs> Don't look at her. She's face. got kind of an amazing pixie cut going on. I would never cut my hair that short. No, but she's, but she's kind of rocking got the it. jawline to pull it off. She's kind of rocking the pixie cut. Now, her eyeballs are terrifying. Her eyeballs are terrifying. Her she Everything looks, about her is terrifying. Like, she, if you just blur out the face and the ears, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> her ears are somewhat elven. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's good. She's good. She's an evil elf. She looks a little creepy. Yeah. But, um... She doesn't way skinny. She doesn't at all look remorseful whatsoever. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Not at all. Or surprised. She's like, she doesn't yeah. look surprised to be there. Take my picture. Yeah. Here I'm we go. Here. <laughs> she was trying to be on what was that jailhouse bays or whatever. <laughs> oh crap. I forgot what it was. <laughs> whatever that was. Oh, oh my god. I still crap. can't believe that was a thing. So, in May of that year, the trial against her began with another twist. What a twist. A little Shyamalan. Yes. The woman on trial for shooting her own children was pregnant again. Wait, 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 what? And it was no accident. Whose baby is it now? (laughs) I'm going to tell you, boo. Are we going on Maury? (laughs) You are not the father. (laughs) In another one of her strange media appearances, Diane spoke about the pregnancy. Quote, okay, this whole thing is going to piss me off, so just bear with me. Quote, I got pregnant because I miss Christy and I miss Danny and I miss Cheryl so much, she said. I'm never going to see Cheryl on earth again, and I just, you can't replace children. But you can replace the effect they give you. And they give me love. They give me satisfaction. They give me stability. They give me a reason to live and a reason to be happy. And that's gone. They took it from me. The children are so easy to conceive. End quote. First off, 
Nobody took that shit from you. You took that shit from yourself. Yep. All this is your fault. All of it. Second off, children are not so easy to conceive. No, they're not. That 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 was my thing. Like hand raised. Case in point. Yes, children are not easy to conceive. That is a fucked up thing to say. Fuck you, Diane Downs. Yeah. And you can't replace children, but you can replace the effect they give on you. You can't replace anything about that one child. So whatever effect Cheryl had on you in your life, that's gone forever. No, because that child, no, every child is completely different. You won't, no. You'll never get that back. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So Diane Downs gets her very own douche box. Her very own. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. But in the back. Diane, uh, who was a postal worker, had picked someone on her route to seduce before the start of the trial. Okay. I was she I so, was really hoping this was like a Roxy Hart situation and she was just lying about the pregnancy to get attention. No. She seduced no, a man really on her did. mail okay. route and got pregnant purposefully to try to gain sympathy from the jury. That was her plan. Okay. Prosecutors laid out the evidence against Diane, all leading up to their star witness. After months of physical and mental therapy, Christy was finally able to take the stand and tell what happened to her that night. Oh, my God. So that little eight-year-old baby, oh my God. probably nine at this point, had to testify against her mother. District Attorney Fred... Your case is making me drink. I'm sorry to interrupt, but your case is making me drink. I'm sorry. What did you expect with this topic? Jesus. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. District Attorney Fred Hugie. <laughs> Huggy. H- Huggies. Hugie. Hugie. <laughs> Hugie. Um, I'm going with Huggy. I like Huggy. That makes me happy. Fred Huggy. Asked Christy if she remembered who shot her. She simply replied, my mom. Oh, shit. Christy said that her mother had pulled the car over on the dark road got something from the trunk of the car, and started shooting at her and her siblings. Oh, God. Diane was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. Okay. Between the verdict and sentencing, the court recessed so that she could give birth to a girl she named Amy Elizabeth. The baby was taken by the state and delivered to adoptive parents. Yeah. The girl was later named, renamed Becky Babcock. Oh, Oh, my God. I love that name. Babcock. Becky Babcock. <laughs> it's like such a play on alliteration. I love it. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it sounds like a porn star name. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> now that I look at it a little bit more. <laughs> that's why I was like, Babcock. Becky Babcock. <laughs> oh, my God. I can so, see the caption now. <laughs> oh my god. Mommy Dearest starring Becky, <laughs> Becky Babcock. Babcock. I can't. I can't. Get caught watching porn by her stepson. Ew. Uh, ew. <laughs> I cannot. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Becky went public about her mother in 2010. And has also met her in an effort to find out about her roots. Ooh. So I have a picture of Becky. Okay. It says Becky now. Jesus. Uh, thank goodness she doesn't look like her mother. Uh. But she's sporting a pixie cut too. She's beautiful. 
That purpley gray color of her hair I love is fan fucking tastic. I am totally here for this look. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Rocking it. Yep. Damn. She got that jawline though. It's strong. Yep, it's strong. Remarkably, Christy and Danny were adopted by the lead prosecutor in the trial, Fred Huggy, and his wife in 1984. I think that is the most precious thing ever. Yes. They're like the kids' heroes. They put away their murderous mother and adopted them. That is precious. I know. In 1987, just three years into her sentence, Diane escaped from the the correctional facility in Oregon where she was incarcerated. No. Within two weeks, police had tracked her down to the home of another inmate's husband just blocks from the prison. Oh. oh, oh. So she didn't even go nowhere and she was probably fucking on boy. (laughs) So she was transferred to a more secure facility. Diane Downs remains in prison in California. She was denied parole in 2008 and 2010. Yeah. She had to wait a decade before applying again. Mm -hmm. So she had applied in 2022, but because of COVID, it got pushed back. So her next parole hearing was in 2021, and she was again denied. Mm -hmm. She has not applied again. Diane continues to claim her innocence. She's now 67 years old. You ain't innocent? You want to see what she looks like now? Yeah. It ain't cute. Look at Diane now. Oh, God. Oh, my eyebrow. (laughs) But when you look past all the rough and tumble of the skin, she does not have a skincare regimen. She looks exactly the same. If you look at her face shape and her eyes, and she looks exactly the the same. She's still terrifying. She's she's even more terrifying now. Oh, bitch is scary. She's scurry. When you said, oh, my eyebrows, it reminded me of the sweetest thing. Oh, my cock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my cock. (laughs) Which I do say sometimes. And that's why I said that. (laughs) That's great. That movie's fabulous. (laughs) Okay. A little where are they now for the kiddos. Oh, yes. According to crime author Ann Rule, who wrote on her website, quote, Christy and Danny, who somehow survived their gunshot wounds, have no contact with Diane. Yeah. They have both graduated from college. Christy is married and had a baby boy in 2005. Danny, a computer whiz, is still partially paralyzed from the bullet in his back, Mm. but he is living a happy and normal life. They have grown up in a very happy home with the Huggies. End quote. So, Christy is now in her 40s, and because of the accident, she is left with a speech handicap. I do have a picture of what Christy looks like now, if you want to look at that. It says Christy now. She looks like her mom. She does look like her mom. Mm -hmm. Oh. Not quite as terrifying, but she looks like her mom. She's got the eyes. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. She went to the University of Oregon and now lives with her husband and children. So in 2005, she gave birth to her son and later gave birth to a daughter who she named Cheryl after her (gasps) sister. Danny has kept his life more private. When I Googled him, I tried to find pictures Mm -hmm. and the same few pictures kept popping up, but they were all of different people. So I don't know. I don't know which one is the real Danny Downs. Huggy. Mr. Elusive. So, yeah. I don't blame him. 
Um, but I couldn't find a picture of him. All we know is that he's a computer whiz and he graduated from college and he's still partially paralyzed. So that's all I know. Okay. But that's my case. Damn that's woman. my mommy dearest. I, I thoroughly enjoyed your mommy dearest. A little ditty about that bitch Diane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just stole my little thing. Did I? <laughs> you did. Because I have a Diane as well. <laughs> oh my God. You were going to say that? <laughs> That was off the cuff. I didn't even know I was going to say anything, and it popped into my head. I was typing out stuff earlier, and I was attaching photos, and I was like, a little ditty about Rachel and Diane. I'm sorry I must you. <laughs> it's okay. We can cut that out. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> While Brittany's reading, I am drinking, so forgive me. It's a thing. If um, my serious cases don't sound as serious <laughs> as they should. It's fine. I mean, I do get the giggles. All right. Nearly six years after pleading guilty to two counts of first-degree murder, Diane Stout said she's ready to share the chain of events that led to her life imprisonment without parole. Do tell. Mm. The Stout family murder case, also known as the Antifreeze Murders, mm. was a series of killings and attempted killings within the Stout family of Springfield, Missouri. Missouri. M- Missouri. So you know they weren't calling it Antifreeze Murders. They were calling it Antifreeze. Antifreeze. That's the Antifreeze Murders. I was trying to be all prim and proper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Antifreeze. No, baby, we from the South. Okay. okay, Antifreeze. So I can just go with it and oh, just yeah. read it the way it should be? Uh-huh. Okay. I'll, I'll do that again. The antifreeze murders. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> was a series of killings and attempted blah, 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 blah. Missouri. During a five-month period in 2012, family matriarch Diane Stout and her daughter Rachel committed the crimes together using antifreeze. Oh, no. Purchased off the internet. Why'd you go? Well, I'll tell you later. Okay. Diane's husband, Mark, was murdered first, followed five months later by her her autistic 26-year-old son, Sean. No! There's more no's to come. 24-year-old daughter, Sarah, had also been poisoned with the antifreeze, being taken to the hospital in critical condition. Ooh, these bitches here. Y'all, let's go look at the family. Okay. Happy little... Family on the grandma's couch. Oh, my grandma has that couch. <laughs> my grandma had that couch. I think too, everybody's for grandma had that couch. <laughs> my great grandmother for sure. Mm-hmm. So there's Mark. Well, they look like a normal happy family. And Diane. And then there's Sean and Rachel and Sarah. Oh, my goodness. Those are cute kids. They are cute. So there's the fam. In 2012, Stout's Diane mm-hmm. um, seemed to be living a normal life in Springfield, Missouri. She was trained as a nurse, was an active member of her church, and the breadwinner for her family of six. Okay. Mark was the lead singer and guitarist of a local blues band named Messing with Destiny. 
Get it, Mark. Yeah. We need to Google <laughs> some music from Messing with Destiny. I love that name a lot. Um, this next sentence I don't love, but I kept in anyways because it was in all the articles. Mark only brought in minimal income, sometimes taking odd jobs related to the band for extra earnings and also looked off after their children. Like they kind of tried to minimalize him. If you're, if you are a working musician, artist, you know, something a little, a little different than, you know, not a typical nine to five. Of course, you might have to, when it's slow, pick up odd jobs yeah. now and then. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't see anything wrong with this lifestyle mm-hmm. at all. Like, cool. You got somebody to look Whoever after wrote the kids. this article is just jelly because they... Thank you. They can't thank do you. that. He's living his best life. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I, me too. You okay. do you, Mark. All right, cool. I'm a little jelly, Mark. A little bit. A lot of it, actually. Yeah. So... Diane and Mark were a married couple living in a modest home in Springfield with four, their four children. Sean, Sarah, Rachel, and they also had Brianna, age nine. Just like in your case, mm-hmm. she's not pictured anywhere. I tried to find her, okay. just in case. And I don't blame her. Yeah. So, the children had varying special needs, with Sean being on the autism autism spectrum and still living at home, and Brianna, then a fourth grade student, having learning disabilities. In addition, Sarah, a university graduate with high grades, but an inability to secure employment, hmm. had incurred a high amount of student loan debt and was also living at home with her parents. But she was a student. I mean, at least Making she was good still grades. going. Let her be in school. Yeah. So what? So when she graduates and gets a good job, then she then it's her responsibility yeah. to pay all that shit back. What is wrong with these people? So much. So much. I yeah yeah. Diane favored Rachel over the other siblings. She had a favorite. Uh, I hate that. And would routinely make a habit of praising Rachel and uploading photos of her onto social media. I have a photo of Rachel and Diane. Okay. A little ditty about Rachel and Diane. <laughs> See, that's where it came in. I was okay. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my stars. I have so many thoughts on this picture. Um, but I'm going to keep them to myself. You know, I'm and not. And say it's creepy to have matching haircuts. I will say that. Mm-hmm. They got the matching. That reminds me of, <laughs> oh, do you remember Bad Mom's Christmas? Have you ever watched yes. that movie? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. When her, oh. when Kiki's mom goes out and gets the same haircut as her. Dude, oh, I channeled creepy. that movie today. I was like, okay, I need a mommy themed hump day treat. Ooh, what would bad moms do? What would the cool chick and bad oh, moms do? They would be drinking liquor out the bottle. So <laughs> I know I, I I classed it up a little bit. Do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's the shit. I love. That's like the best sequel ever. Oh yeah, bad moms, both of them, mm. fan fucking tastic. But I'm just saying, if there's ever. Um, a naughty Santa showcase. We should don't do that. <laughs> but like seriously, when you look at this photo, it's kind of hard to tell which one is the mom and which one is the daughter. That is true. 
The redhead's the mom, right? Yes. Okay. Good job. Yeah, you're right about that. It. I don't know. She's aging well. Or her daughter's not aging gracefully, one or the other. Um, Maybe a little bit of both? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's sprinkled with a, l- a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Diane described her children as little professors. They all had their little special interests. But, boy, they knew everything about their special interests. Well, that's kind of a thing amongst kids anyways. Yeah? Like, why? Well, amongst humans. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't know. Like, I get a little, like, backhanded comment with that. Yeah. On Easter Sunday in 2012, 61-year-old Mark died of what appeared to be natural causes, which some attributed to an unhealthy lifestyle. His bandmates noted that he had been acting strangely on Friday night, saying that he was slurring his words and his skin appeared yellow. Oh, that's not a good sign. Never. It was noted that there was a ring of blood around his mouth at the time of his death, according to police reports. Ew. Yeah. Jeff <laughs> Sippy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons. His street name is Sippy Cup. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I was going to try to find Sippy Cups for tonight. Oh my gosh. They were out of the adult kid sippy cups. So this is what I got instead. But (laughs) okay. Little side note. All right. So Jeff Sippy, who was then the pastor at Redeemer Lutheran Church, the family's church, said he immediately felt like something was wrong. Well, no shit, bruh. Yeah, me too. There was nothing in me that believed that it was of natural cause, Sippy said in his first time speaking publicly about the case. I didn't believe that he died of a stroke, a heart attack, or in his sleep. I just didn't. There was nothing specific. There's nothing professional about my observation, but my first words were, no way. He did not just die. No way, bruh. No way, dude. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Anyways, (laughs) five months after Mark's death, tragedy struck again when the stout son, Sean, was found dead after having flu-like symptoms. Mm -mm -mm. A ring of blood was also found around his mouth, but his autopsy ruled that his death was due to prior medical issues, including a seizure disorder, according to his autopsy report. The deaths were not investigated any further at that time, owing in part to Mark's lifestyle, which included alcohol consumption on a regular basis. Both bodies were cremated. Well, of course, you're not going back to investigate now. Mm-hmm. Diane went further when she considered killing Sarah as well, owing to her um, not wanting to pay Sarah's student debt. Oh. Uh, yep. Oh. Yep. Oh. Just oh. Yep. Oi. The 24-year-old was poisoned, then later brought to a hospital by Diane because, according to Diane, she did not want the house to smell bad if Sarah died in it. Get the fuck out of here. By that point, Diane had used Mark's U.S. $20,000 life insurance policy to move the family into another house with more space. 
So what she, you need more space for? You got less people. Well, I mean, <laughs> she used his $20,000 to get them a new house. Oh, my goodness. She didn't want to sneak up the new place. Oh, God. Rachel was also bothered by the prospect of Sarah dying in the house because she had moved into Sean's room where he had died and claimed that it was unsettling to her. I can't. Sarah was admitted in critical condition with organ failure and neurological damage presenting. While in the hospital, doctors began to suspect poisoning was the cause. Simultaneously, samples were recovered from Sean's, from Sean's autopsy, where testing revealed that the presence of ethylene glycol, one of the raw components of antifreeze, was detected. Okay. Yeah. Sippy. <laughs> <laughs> S- sipping on some how scissor. You, how can you take that name seriously? I can't. Okay. Sippy said <laughs> after Sarah was hospitalized, he called in a tip to the Springfield Police Department. I said that I believe that Sean's death did not appear to me to to, to me to be to me to be <laughs> of natural causes, and that would benefit from this investigation," said Sippy. Ethylene glycol was not a typical part of normal toxicology screenings and requires specific testing to detect, which is why it was missed during the initial autopsy. Okay. Diane and Rachel were brought in for questioning. In interrogation tapes obtained exclusively by ABC News, Diane admitted to using antifreeze to poison her family members by putting it into her children's Coca-Cola and her husband's Gatorade. Oh, my gosh. Hope day treat. (laughs) During the interrogation, she was asked why she did not bring her husband to the hospital. I hated his guts. I guess I just had enough. Wow. Quote, unquote. In 2022, her most recent interview, she continued to claim that her husband had trouble with hard drugs and alcohol, but she was not the one to poison him. Mm. But you hated his guts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. It, 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 it's all kind of like, what the fuck? Mark was with some people that were very dangerous. People have disappeared. I was told in jail that Mark had been green-lighted. Um, we're referring to a possible hit placed on her husband. Okay. I'm saying somebody probably came in and gave him something. Yeah, that's probably it. Mm hmm. Before 2022, Diane had never told the police nor her lawyers that her husband had been associated with dangerous people mm. or that her husband had been involved with hard drugs. According to authorities, wouldn't that show up in his autopsy report? There is no evidence to support these claims. Oh, if I would have just waited. (laughs) (laughs) When Stout's middle daughter, Rachel, was brought in for questioning, she denied any involvement in the poisoning of her family members. A police search of the family's home discovered Rachel's journal that revealed she knew what was going on and was helping her mother to research and plan how to poison her family members. Why would you write that in your journal? Never leave a paper trail. Oh when presented... These, these crazy bitches in their they, journals. They get, they, huh, I can't... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm. 
When presented with the journal as, as evidence, Rachel confessed to helping her mother. I mean, <laughs> what other choice did she really have? Diane and Rachel, after being arrested for the murders, claimed that the targeted family members were burdens on them. Wow. Diane alleged that Mark was lazy, would throw objects when angry, and that was her point of killing him. Okay. She claimed that Sean was worse than a pest, quote-unquote, and he was always in the home and had trouble socializing with people due to his autism, leading her to kill him as well. I cannot even. Nope. That's why I'm trying. I'm just, I'm just reading. I cannot even. Yeah. Um, (sighs) I cried on this one. That's awful. This, This is, this is hard. Okay. Although Rachel claimed that she initially had felt that her brother's death was unfair, arguing that her mother should have placed him in an assisted living instead. No shit. Yeah. If you didn't feel equipped to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Multiple, We're just going to bypass that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Multiple people who knew the Stouts um, had observed that Diane was not expressing any grief for the loss of Mark and Sean. Instead, Diane frequented the social media platform Facebook, Facebook. and appeared aloof about the deaths. Family relative Michael Stout revealed that there had not been any formal services to commemorate Sean and that he had only been informed of Sean's passing after another relative had discovered it. Mm -mm. It was like the day after. That's awful. Yeah. Robert, quote unquote, Rob Mancuso of Messing with Destiny, Mm. recalled that Diane was behaving like she was hosting a party. There was no sadness. I thought it was just her way of grieving. Everybody does grieve differently. That's, that's true. I mean, I'll, but I, when you lose a child, I, you know what? I don't even think I could have showed up. Oh, I would have been there, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been pretty. No, I'd been in my PJs. You get what it is. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Ugly cries for days. Y- years. Uh, but uh, yeah. anyways, Okay, so when police investigated the case, Diane had been planning for a future vacation to Florida and was still residing with Rachel in the house where Sean had died and Sarah had fallen ill. Diane revealed that she and Rachel had poisoned their family members with antifreeze. They disguised the substance in energy drinks, like his Gatorade, um, that Mark consumed and in Sean's favorite soda, Coke, and had specifically bought it online as to ensure... That there was no noticeable taste to it when hidden. They thought that buying it online would like guarantee that it it's was still antifreeze. It was the like black market antifreeze. <laughs> it's still antifreeze. It's still antifreeze. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unlike most antifreeze sold commercially for the general public, the antifreeze purchased by Diane and Rachel lacked an added bittering agent that would have left a foul taste to anything poisoned by it. A note was discovered in Rachel's purse, which Rachel had written a bizarre poem on it that read, Only the quiet ones will be left. My mother, my little sister, and me. Wow. Yeah. The hidden diary kept by Rachel revealed that Rachel herself had been involved directly with the murders and that she had been aware of Mark's impending poisoning at least two months beforehand. 
Rachel and Diane also admitted that Brianna was to be poisoned after Sarah's death because of the burden of her learning disabilities. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still caught up. I'm like, I'm still caught up on why would you write that note in the first place? And why would you just tote it around with you in your purse? Because she had to do something. That was her. She couldn't take it anymore moment, I'm guessing. And she had to write something down and she thought it was cryptic enough, but it was not. You dumbass. Uh, that's mm. douchebox bitch. <laughs> None of it makes sense. <sighs> and it's really not going to. It's terrible. Because I don't see how anyone could. I, I, I just don't. God, I love my kids. Like, <laughs> All right. So Rachel and Diane were arrested and charged for the deaths of Mark and Sean. Both pleaded guilty to the murders and the assault of Sarah. You want to see a photo of when they were arrested? Sure. Okay. Let's go lighten up the mood a little bit. It's kind of, I mean, um, like, Diane I, still has the same bangs, but Rachel is trying to do the pixie cut. She's trying something new. Yeah. I kind of like it better. Yeah, but, um. Yep. But, uh. I have thoughts. I hate them so much. I can't. I can't. If you meshed the two of them together, you could probably make Diane Downs. If you put them crazy eyes on Pixie Cut Girl, you just flop the eyeballs around, you could probably make Diane Downs. (laughs) Um, you know? That's weird. We're going to have to do like a side by side by side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to do that. Okay. So... Rachel pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in 2015 as part of a plea deal in exchange for testifying against her mother. She received two life terms with the possibility of parole after 42 and a half years. Okay. So if you want to do the math, she was 20-something at the time, plus 42 and a half. That's a lot. That's too much math. It's not enough. Mm Mm-mm. She was 24. Yeah. I guess technically she didn't kill them, but she had the knowledge and didn't yeah, stop it. That's, that's still not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Diane entered an Alford plea, which acknowledges that prosecutors had enough to convict her without admitting guilt. Okay. This is one of the times that should not have been allowed. Yeah. I don't agree with that. No, I don't at all. In 2018, she was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. When speaking about Sarah, Diane said, I'm sorry for what she went through. But, you know, I'm sorry for what everybody goes through. I'm sorry for what I have to go through. You fuck selfish narcissistic bitch. Yes. Ugh. I, I, ooh. She said she was sorry for what her family had been through, but despite confessing to the police, now denies having any part in the poisoning. Fuck off. At one point, she alluded to being poisoned herself, (laughs) which there was no evidence of. Of course you weren't. The lead detective affirmed, there is nothing whatsoever to show that anybody was involved in this case other than those mentioned already, Diane and Rachel, the Mm -hmm. ones that killed their family, Mike Drop. 
It is unclear what happened to Brianna after the first after the arrest of Diane and Rachel. Brianna, then a fourth grade student and minor child, had not yet been poisoned by her mother or sister. The girl, um, whose new name has not been identified by news sources due to her age. Thank goodness. She was placed in foster care. Okay. Sarah survived but suffered severe organ damage and neurological damage as a result of the antifreeze. Her symptoms initially thought to be flu-like were later revealed to be caused by the poisoning. Sarah maintains a Facebook profile with information about the murder case, as well as a profile banner photo of her father performing in Messing with Destiny. Mm -hmm. Sarah was given the opportunity to read the following statement in court. I prefer to be a survivor than a victim. I forgive my mom for what she did to me, but she not only took away my dad and brother, but she took away my lifestyle, livelihood, and my independence. Sarah, who had been on the dean's list during her years in university, was said to be, was said by Green County prosecuting attorney Dan Patterson to require a guardian and living in an assisted living facility due to the effects of the poison on her body and mental state. I have a Sarah, a, a Sarah photo now. Okay. <laughs> photo of Sarah now. Whichever. Go to that. I see the resemblance. Yeah. Um, I've seen photos of her sister, Rachel, with glasses similar to that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, I see the resemblance. Poor baby. I know. She got them genetics. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The public and media expressed disgust over Diane's favoritism towards Rachel. I mean, we did too. As well as her view of her disabled children as burdens. Same. Mm -hmm. In particular, focus was Rachel's at attitude towards the murders rachel had written in her diary prior to her father's death it's sad when i realized how my father will pass on in the next two months sean my brother will move on shortly after it will be tough getting used to the changes but everything will work out i have to pause for that one okay that's um god that's so messed up yeah After Sean's murder, Rachel had posted a selfie on Facebook of herself sitting cross-legged and smiling with a post that read, Don't think I've seen mom so chilled out like this in a long time. I have a photo of it. Okay. Yep. It really makes me mad. And she looks fucked up in this photo. She looks really fucked up. See why I thought the pixie cut was better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I can't. Yeah. The Stout family members' case was covered extensively by various national and local news agencies. Additionally, the case was discussed at length in multiple true crime YouTube videos and featured in a segment of uh, 2020 where Sarah was interviewed in recovery from her poisoning. You should go watch it. Okay. Um... Warning, <laughs> you're going to cry. Then I probably won't watch it. Okay. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty heavy. But anyways, there's my case of Diane Stout. Well, that was um, a downer. I'm sorry. 
I've been doing very funny ones lately. But this one was, um, yeah. no, this was kind of a shitty episode all around. I mean, no, it was a good episode. No, but, but yeah, a the, shitty topic. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, like to. I don't like to think of moms in that way. No, but they're there. Yeah. So um, overwhelmingly, when I was googling trying to pick a case, there was a lot. Um, yeah, I just I tried to do one that like I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tried to learn something new. Well, I was trying to look up the mom that poisoned her whole family with milk. It was supposed to be for her husband, but accidentally, like, the whole family drank it. Mm-hmm. And I came across this one instead. So I was like, okay, this is recent. I'm going to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard that one before. Yep. And it's terrifying. Hopefully giving you a, a little something new. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Hopefully most of your moms aren't like the Diane Stouts and Downses of the world. <laughs> Fuck the Dianes, okay? Right? Who else is in the douche box for this week? I'm finna tell you. May 4th. Serial killer Edson Isidoro Guimarez 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 Any of those. Okay. Pick one. I like the choices. Was apprehended on May 4th, 1999. Edson Isidoro Guimarez (laughs) Born in 1957. Say it again. No, that's how you get it. Is a Brazilian nursing assistant and convicted serial killer. He confessed to five murders, of which he was convicted of four, but is suspected of committing up to 131 in total. What in the actual Wait, what? What? Whoa, wait. That is How you go from that? We don't convict you of four suspected of 131. He confessed to five, but they only convicted him of four. But there was a total of 131? Yeah, it says he claimed that he chose patients whose conditions were irreversible and who were in pain. An angel of mercy, so to speak. Okay. All right, well, fuck you, Edson Isidoro G-Word. You're going to miss. You're going to miss. Bye-bye. Douchebox for you. Oh, God, shutting that box tightly. Yeah. All right. Well... Yeah, um, hey guys, will you do us a huge favor? Will you go rate and review us on Apple? Like, I know we say that in the closer. <laughs> like, like, like. Ooh. But, uh. But we need you to do that. Yeah. That's the best way to support us and to move us up through the rankings. Yeah. If you want us to be able to go forth. <laughs> <laughs> and bring you uh, into the light. I'm not going to the light, no, but because the light is merch and all that kind oh, of good okay, stuff yes. that y'all want. If you want us, you know, to power through and be able to bring you guys merch and extra content and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff, y'all know y'all want the Patreon stuff. We need to move. You have no idea how much stuff Stephen edits out. <laughs> <laughs> so much. 
It's bad, y'all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we have, and it's not just bloopers. We have so many plans of cool stuff to bring to you guys, but we've got to move up through the rankings first. Yeah. Um, so give us a little boost. A little something, something. Rate, review, share with your friends, your mailman, your hairdresser. <laughs> your mailman. <laughs> your anti-pest guy. Xfinity. Dude, that changes your oil. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, who has? Yeah, I don't have anything else. Me either. All right, holla. Bye bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode pics and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.